I'm a huge fan of Kanye West. I consider him one of the greatest artists of all time, and I believe that he has been able to defend that statement throughout his career. With this podcast, I will be taking a closer look at every solo studio album that Kanye has released. I will be skipping over records such as Watch the Throne, Kids See Ghosts, and Cruel Summer due to them being collaborative projects made with other artists. I will organize this paper into six sections. The College Trilogy, 808s and Heartbreak, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, Yeezus, The Life of Pablo, and Yay. At the end of the day, music like many forms of entertainment is subjective. With that in mind, I will be focusing on techniques that Kanye uses when making music and ways he has in- implemented new sounds into each of his albums. The College Trilogy I will be starting from the beginning with Kanye's first studio album, The College Dropout, which released on February 10th, 2004. Kanye was producing music a couple of years before this, but this album was what allowed him to become his own artist. The College Dropout is most known for its soulful sound. This sound is especially prevalent in Through the Wire. For the chorus, Kanye sampled the Cha Khan song, Through the Fire. In order to put his own style on the sample, Kanye pitched up the vocals for semitones. This created the signature chipmunk soul sound that Kanye has used time and time again. Another technique Kanye used in the college dropout was the use of vocals in place of instruments. His technique is used all throughout Jesus Walks. In the beginning of the song, Kanye samples Manual of Arms, which is a drill sergeant sound effect. Kanye uses this sample to create a presence of drums before the actual drums come into the song. For Kanye's second album, Late Registration, he essentially took what made the college dropout special and expanded on it. In one of his most personal tracks, Hey Mama, Kanye relies on layering voices in order to create a choir effect. The chorus of Hey Mama is sampled from Donalise's Today Won't Come Again, with Kanye speeding it up a bit to match his chipmunk soul style. Kanye also demonstrates his love for choirs by employing one midway through Roses to complement the sample of Rosie by Bill Withers. Graduation is Kanye's third album, and it marks the end of the unofficial college trilogy that consists of The College Dropout, Late Registration, and Graduation. Graduation can be seen as new packaging for the same core sound. This record is very electronically driven, however it still utilizes the methods that Kanye fell in love with on The College Dropout. On Good Life, Kanye reuses his signature chipmunk soul sound, however repackages it through the use of synthesizers that replicate the sound of a voice. The use of electronic sound is most prevalent in Stronger, where Kanye sampled Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger by the electronic music duo Daft Punk. Daft Punk samples the main instrumental of the song and gives it the electronic sound that Kanye was going for when making Graduation. 808s and Heartbreak Kanye's fourth album, 808s and Heartbreak, cannot be talked about enough. There are so many ways one can talk about this album considering its reason for existing, its long-lasting influence on hip-hop, and Kanye's use of autotune. I'll start by briefly mentioning the events that caused Kanye to make 808s and Heartbreak because they are crucial to understanding the album. About two months after the release of Graduation, Kanye West's mom, Donda West, passed away at the age of 58. This was heartbreaking for Kanye because his mom was the world to him. His song Hey Mama off of late registration now took on a new meaning. To make matters worse, Kanye West and his fiancée, Alexis Pfeiffer, ended their engagement just months after the death of Kanye's mother. All of this took a toll on Kanye, and he needed something to put his time and energy in. That thing was 808s and Heartbreak. The album is named after the Roland TR-808 drum. This drum is present in most songs, but stands out in the first track of the album, Say You Will. At the time, this album was something very different from Kanye. He decided to avoid rapping and sing for most of the songs. 
This was done through the use of autotune. While autotune was used to mask Kanye's imperfect singing voice, it was also used for another effect. The autotune essentially stripped away any personality to Kanye's voice. Yes, people would still be able to tell that Kanye was singing, but the autotune made the whole album feel more raw and sincere. There wasn't a disconnect between the artist and the audience because the generic sound caused by autotune allowed Kanye to show that anyone can be going through heartbreak. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is similar to 808's and Heartbreak in the fact that there were crucial events that happened causing Kanye West to record both albums. In order to fully understand the position that Kanye was in when making My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, we need to go back to September 13th, 2009, more than a year before My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy was released. September 13th, 2009 was the date of the 2009 VMA Awards, which celebrated the best music videos from June 2008 to June 2009. This could have been a normal VMA Awards show that no one would have talked about a couple years down the road. However, this was not the case for tonight. For the best female video of the year, Taylor Swift's You Belong With Me upset Beyonce's single ladies. This was very much an unexpected result. However, no one had the audacity to say something about it except for one man. That man was Kanye West. During Taylor Swift's acceptance speech, Kanye walked onto stage uninvited and grabbed the mic from Taylor Swift. He said, look, Taylor, I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. This did not go over well with the majority of people. Kanye was getting criticized by all angles from the media for his actions that night. A lot of people believe that Kanye committed career suicide by walking on that stage. Not many expected him to recover from this moment. In a 2010 interview with Ellen, Kanye states that after the incident, he left America. He stopped doing music altogether. He just took some time and went to Japan just so he could get away from the paparazzi altogether. And in November of 2009, he moved to Rome. When he came back to the States, he moved to Hawaii and lived there for six months and just worked on music again. This was when Kanye recorded My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Clearly, this album was a huge deal for Kanye's career. So in classic Kanye fa fashion, he decided to go all out. He brought everything to the table in what many, many consider his best album. I know I mentioned how I will avoid adding my opinion in any of this, but I'm going to have to break that rule when talking about the highlight song off of My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, Runaway. This is my favorite Kanye song, and I firmly believe it's the best song he's ever put out to this day. Runaway is a 9 minute and 8 second track that completely flips the traditional structure of a hip-hop song on its head. The structure traditionally was intro, verse 1, chorus, verse 2, chorus, verse 3, and chorus. For Runaway, Kanye uses the structure of intro, interlude 1, pre-chorus 1, chorus, verse, pre-chorus 2, chorus 2, post-chorus, post-chorus reprise, verse 2, verse 3, pre-chorus 3, chorus 3, solo piano the reprise. The song begins with a single e-note played 15 times. The song progresses from there. But that single e-note comes back into play at 5 minutes and 48 seconds when Kanye cuts every sound and falls back to that e-note again. You first see the piano melody from the beginning, and then you hear Kanye's voice, but it's processed through a vocoder to sound like a distor distorted guitar. This marks the beginning of the outro. In this outro, Kanye is re-singing the chorus, but this time it's heavily distorted to the point of not even, be, not even be able to recognize a single word Kanye is saying. This style continues for the rest of the song with, without switching back to normal, and it somehow works. The outro can be seen as Kanye reflecting on how some people perceive him and his ideas. To some, they sound like useless noise, but to others, they sound as crisp and clear as the main chorus in Runaway. Jesus. 
I know I've said before that Kanye made a change to his sound from this album to that album, but this time the sound change from My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy to Yeezus is very drastic and sometimes even drawing. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy was Kanye's maximalist perfect album, then Yeezus is bare bones minimalism. It's Kanye deconstructed. While My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy had a very polished sound, Yeezus had quite the opposite. This idea is driven home on just the first track of the album, On Sight. Right from the start, the viewer is handed this very rough, confusing, and aggressive beat by Daft Punk. It is a very rough around the edges style sound and captures the aggression and anger that Kanye was going for when making Yeezus. Another example of the gritty production used on Yeezus is the use of an alarm on the background of Kanye's verse in Hold My Liquor. All of these choices that Kanye made created a project that at times can sound off-putting due to the sudden change in Kanye's style. Yeezus is definitely Kanye's most polarizing album that he's made. The Life of Pablo The Life of Pablo is Kanye's seventh studio album. This album can be seen as an overall compilation of Kanye's previous works. The distorted beat and aggressive lyrics of feedback would fit well on Yeezus. The self-reflection and critical viewpoint of FML would complement most of 808's and Heartbreak. However, the prime example of everything Kanye is known for in one track is Ultralight Beam. Ultralight Beam is a gospel song that involves a choir similar to Jesus Walks. The structure of Ultralight Beam is non-traditional in the same way that Runaway had a new, new structure style. The song itself can be tied back to Jesus through its minimalist approach. Kanye himself doesn't even have a majority role uh, in the vocals of the song. For that privilege, he uses Chance the Rapper in his place to deliver the main verse of the song. Everything that Kanye did in his career accumulated into Ultralight Beam. Pitched up vocals, gospel choirs, minimalistic content, and non-traditional structure. There's no surprise as to why some say Ultralight Beam is one of Kanye's best piece of work. The last track of Life of Pablo, St. Pablo, was added after the initial launch of the album. In this track, Kanye reflects on most of his life. He addresses topics such as death, his influence, his faith, and his relationship with the media. Kanye also samples himself with the line, I wasn't supposed to make it past 25, taken from the song We Don't Care, off of the college dropout. Ye. Ye is Kanye's most recent studio album. Ye was released in the summer of 2018 following two years of controversies surrounding Kanye. The first incident was Kanye leaving a St. Pablo tour and being hospitalized the day after. Kanye's hospitalization was for a panic attack he suffered after the concert. Another set of controversies was political statements that he made prior to the, re prior to the release of Ye. Because of these controversies, Ye is a therapeutic album Kanye that addresses close topics to him such as narcissism, suicide, and mental health. Kanye addresses how his wife Kim Kardashian react, reacts to all the political stuff he said in a song Wouldn't Leave. In the first track of the album, I Thought About Killing You, Kanye falls back to using voices as an instrument. He opens the song up with distorted vocals to create the presence of an instrument. The background vocals carry into Kanye's spoken word portion of the song. In this section, Kanye speaks on suicidal thoughts and narcissism. The last track, Violent Crimes, explores the idea of Kanye having to deal with his daughters, North and Chicago, growing up in the future. It is a very sincere track where Kanye dives into how he wants to make sure they're never hurt by anyone. Conclusion In conclusion, I think Kanye West is a musical genius that has been able to transform music in a huge way. My call to action would be to listen to some of Kanye's songs if you haven't already. Obviously not everyone is going to like Kanye and get that. get that, however I wanted to show as many people the methods that Kanye implemented in his music as I could.